2: What is going on everybody and welcome to another episode of the fantasy football roundtable podcast it is Tuesday Matt is here with me we're going to talk wide receiver rankings and we've got Dennis if you guys are watching live on location in Hawaii Dennis what is going on
3: Man enjoying the surf the sun You know the nice breeze doing the tourist stuff Overall having myself a pretty great vacation
2: and then you had to stop and talk to us, too. I mean, what yeah, well. happened there?
3: <laughs> well, I saw some of your guys' rankings, and I was like, I can't let that go. I got to join. I the the, truth, comes the <laughs> truth comes
1: out. Hey, but at least thank you for vacationing somewhere where you can preserve our three guys, three time zones uh, motif that we've got going on. Right. You just swung.
3: Now you're the furthest to the west. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm way west. It's like noon here. so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's that's beautiful right now, right there, right? Yeah, yeah, consistency. On, on thur- that's that's Thursday, what we're
3: all about here. On Thursday, the Hall of Fame game starts at two p.m. Oh man, that's ideal. Well, on Sundays, the game start at six a.m. That's that's sub ideal.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm usually up by that time too. That uh, that doesn't sound so bad. Plus, you get but the to I guess that's true. You know? Family's not the... awake. You
1: could probably put a whole game down before. Oh yeah, makes, exactly.
2: Uh get in the whole game. And by the time the wife wakes up, it's like, look, I only got like a couple more hours and it's just you and me all day, babe, all day. You know, that's right.
1: when we all make the lottery, maybe we can move to Hawaii permanently. No, Otherwise no. I think the cost of living is a tad bit higher than the Dice Dynard salary it, can afford.
3: It, it, uh, it, it is fairly high. I, I will admit, uh, you know, we went to the grocery store cause we have a condo and we're, so we're cooking as much as, as we can. Uh, but what, it was probably 40% higher to get groceries than it was uh, uh, yeah. back home in Ohio. So, but, oh. but again, I'm, I'm in Hawaii. So, you know,
1: the The question that the viewers really need answered is have you guys made spam? Nope. Because it's, it's from what I have never been there, but from what I understand, it is something of a national dish.
3: It's fairly popular, fairly
1: guess- popular. Can't be a national dish because they're in our country. But
2: yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, a, that a, reg- a regional dish.
1: <laughs> yeah. We, we, Hawaii fans, trust us, we do actually know you're in the United States. It's just it's been a long
3: day for those of us yeah. where it isn't noon. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I haven't had spam yet, but, you know, growing up in Michigan on a dirt road, I'm very familiar with spam and its many uses.
2: All I'll say is uh your, your lips to God's ears, Matt, on winning the lottery. Man, would that make at least some things so much easier. All right, so let's jump in and talk about our rankings. We're going to try and get through at least 20 of our wide receiver rankings today. We finished up the running backs last Thursday. If you guys uh, missed out on that, Matt and myself finished up, I believe it was 20-something through 50. Really, we just talked yep. about through 40 and then just kind of gave – Uh, The last 10 guys here, we're going to try and get through at least 60 wide receivers again. Not today. We're going to spread this out over a couple episodes. We're going to start talking with our top guys. As we've got Dennis, we figured he probably wanted to talk about some of the better wide receivers and talking about the lower end guys. Uh, So we're going to start with number one. Um, And in our consensus ranks, that is Tyreek Hill, who comes in at one67 Uh, That is due to Dennis having him at one, I believe. Am I looking at that correctly, or am I looking at this wrong? Uh, So Dennis Dennis has him at one, and then Matt and myself both have him at two. I assume Dennis, that is, having Tyreek Hill at one because Patrick Mahomes is QB one, and Tyreek Hill is his most dangerous wide receiver weapon. Well,
3: I mean, who else is there to compete for targets besides Kelsey? You know, Kelsey is going to be tight end one but Tyree Kill is the unquestioned top wide receiver on probably the most powerful offense in the NFL. So they're not going to – I don't see Clyde Edwards-Hilaire breaking off 300 carries this season. So they're going to run the ball enough to keep the the defense honest, but they're a passing team, and you've got the best passing offense and the best – and. and you know hill is a phenomenal wide receiver he runs great routes he's exceptionally fast he's he can you know take short passes a long way he can get open deep downfield so there's there's really nothing that he can't do and while mahomes doesn't necessarily lock in and force him the ball the way their offense runs he's just open a lot so i i have him at one I Will I be surprised if somebody finishes above him? Probably not. I mean, there, there's a chance, but he's. I think he's easily a year-over-year year top three wide receiver in this offense.
1: You know, what I find fascinating is all three of us, as you guys will see, have the same five guys as the top five, but with the top three, each of us has a different order and a different one of the three at one I, I like Hill. Uh, you know, I think he'll be... I like Hill as a player. Let me qualify. Not my... Not father of the year material. Uh, but I think he he will be good. I mean, he and Kelsey are the biggest part of, you know, one of the highest volume pass offenses in the league. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if he's won. Uh, it would surprise me more if he fell out of the top five.
2: Yeah, uh, for me... And I will uh, just put who I have at number one because he is our number two. Came in at two in the consensus. uh, And that's Devontae Adams. I had him at one, Dennis, two, Matt, there uh, three. Uh, For me, it's just Devontae Adams, I believe, is more consistent every single week. Uh, Hill's definitely going to come away with the bigger plays. I think if you were to look at any week uh, in the season, Tyreek Hill would have a better shot of getting – Two hundred yards and like three touchdowns, just because of how dynamic he is. But I feel like Adams over the past couple of years has just been more consistent. Uh, my biggest fear was obviously what was going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. He's coming back. Devonte Adams is in a contract year. How much of that, you know, was played up beforehand about him not being happy with the Packers front office and not knowing if Aaron Rodgers was coming back. Now we know Rodgers is going to be back, and at least for a couple of years with the contract extension. I imagine Adams wants to come back and continue playing for the Packers. So why not go out there and ball out one more year to lock in that mega deal? So for me, it was just Adams just based on, I think he's going to be more consistent every single week. Matt, you, you came in lowest on Devontae Adams. So you had him in there at three. Is it just, you believe more in the upside of the two guys ahead of him? What what kind of your thoughts on bringing Adams at three? Again, not bad, still top three, yeah. but, but the lowest out of the three of us.
1: I mean, we've talked about it before, it's very hard to repeat as the number one fantasy option in any of the positions. Adams was one last year. Big part of that was catching 18 touchdowns. I don't, you know, if he comes back a, a touch on touchdowns, um, you know, I think that puts him in there. I wouldn't be surprised if he finished number one. He's kind of like Hill for me. I'd be more surprised if he fell out of the top five for anything other than injury uh, than I would be. For him finishing number one, it was just a matter of of looking at him and, and going with the situation. Uh, for me, his team, even though we don't love their other receivers and their tight end, they do have Aaron Jones. They, they may run them more, um, you know, be a little bit more of a heavier running team with AJ Dillon getting a bigger role. Uh, of the three guys that we had up in the top three, the one that I put at one was the guy that I felt most was it for
3: his passing offense. Oh, but let me correct you, Matt. I do love Marquez Valdez gambling. He is I one of my fa- we,
2: we have favorite no wide guilty. receivers.
3: <laughs> no, I don't think he's going to be a wide receiver one, but I love Marquez Valdez gambling. I love what he can do. Deep threat, big. He could just catch the ball.
2: You uh, have any thoughts you want to add there on Adams, Dennis?
3: No, I think he's. It's you know they're running it back. I, I is he going to get eighteen touchdowns again? I don't know. He he could. I mean, I I don't expect Devin Funches to come in and be the lifesaver across from him. I think that uh, Randall Cobb is going to be there and get you know sixty five targets. He he'll probably be more consistent than anybody they've had across from Adams. Uh, for the past couple of years But I don't expect Cobb to all of a sudden get 100 targets and 85 catches I mean, he is what he is uh, There will be some Comfort with uh, Rodgers, but Devontae Adams will end up leading The team in all the relevant categories uh, I just I, I like Hill just a touch better
1: I have to be honest before you just mention It, I forgot Devin Funchess was on that Team
2: thought oh, Devin Funches got cut, did he not? I'm not it happened in the I last think hour. He, I think no, he I'm yeah, Kelvin Benjamin,
1: Benjamin. Benjamin. I think Funches I opted enough, out for Benjamin. COVID last year yeah, and we he forgot did. that he was still on the yes. backers.
2: Yeah, I was confusing uh Kelvin Benjamin and uh Devin Funches due to their Panther ties for some reason. I I cannot uh, separate the two at the moment. Similar uh, number- kind number of players. Very similar. Uh, number three in our consensus rankings, coming in at two point three three, is Calvin Ridley. He is the player, Matt. You have at, or yeah, Matt, you have it one. Dennis and I both have him at three. So go ahead and take it away. Your case for putting Calvin Ridley at number one in the wide receiver ranks.
1: So, I know a lot of people uh, initially were a little hesitant because julio jones is gone but julio jones missed a huge chunk of last year and all calvin ridley did was put up i think 1,374 yards he had a ton of touchdowns he had a ton of targets i don't see that changing um you know they have a new coaching staff they still don't have a dominant running game they don't have a great receiver opposite him i am not a russell gage truther uh, or an Olamide Zaccheus truther, or a Frank Darby truther. So uh, I think they're going to run a lot of two tight end sets, um, which actually may help Ridley because Kyle Pitts is not a guy that they can just ignore. Uh, and Hayden Hurst actually finished pretty strong despite how he started and crushed all of Matt's hopes and dreams. He, he finished strong, so I think they'll have a decent presence there. But Ridley is the only true weapon on the outside weapon down the field uh, at receiver. And I think he's just going to go a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up with 15 or 1600 yards.
3: Boy, first MVS and now you're taking shots at Frank Darby. Just say you're jealous that I'm in Hawaii and you're not, Matt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that goes without saying
2: Dennis, any thoughts there on Calvin Ridley? Again, me and you both have met three, so it's not like we don't believe uh, in his his talent, but thoughts of him now being the guy for sure in Atlanta. I mean, there was always the thought Julio may come back last year, but as Matt talked about, he missed a lot of time. He is the number one target for the Atlanta Falcons and Matt Ryan.
3: Yeah, I I mean, he was going to be the number one target whether Julio stayed or not. So he, it's we've witnessed the passing of the torch, like it went from Roddy White to Julio Jones. Now it's gone from Julio Jones to Calvin Ridley. And and if you thought this was going to be the year, you were late to the game because it had already happened. Um, you know they they don't have a great running game. God bless Mike Davis and all the effort he put into last season and and what he's going to put into this season. But they're going to be a pass first team. They don't and, unless somebody comes out of nowhere for that team in the backfield uh, a la james robinson they are not going to run the ball a ton they're going to be one of the lowest volume running teams in the nfl um, and so ridley is the one who's gonna get the majority of it. they're gonna work pits in i i agree with you on hayden hurst at, at the tight end i think he's gonna have a better year than he did last year but then it's a bunch of guys, including, you know, Frank Darby, whom I've drafted a whole bunch of in fourth and fifth rounds of rookie drafts. Um, Rid- Ridley's going to, it wouldn't surprise me if he had 175 targets this season. So he, he's in for a, a big year. Uh, can he hold up? You know, he's not a terribly big guy. Again, we run into some of those uh, things, but, you know, Tyree Kill's not terribly big either. Uh, so w- with Ridley and He's got an established chemistry with Matt Ryan, so even if uh, changes in the offense sort of throw things off for a little bit, I think that chemistry that they already have in place is going to be helpful. I, I don't expect, you know, the the Falcons are not going to become the Titans East or South or whatever direction they are from Tennessee.
2: Yeah, uh, for me, I sometimes tend to be a little bit more conservative when I do some of my rankings with this stuff. And my biggest thing with Ridley is I just wanted to see more of it. I I have the history of production with the top two guys. So would I be surprised if Calvin Ridley ended up finishing one? No, I do think, and, and I guess I'll ask you two this, out of the top five guys... These are the only three. I think it kind of ends with Calvin, really, that I believe will be wide receiver one. As much as I love and like who we have at four and five, I don't think either one of those players has a chance to be wide receiver one overall. Do you guys agree with that? Or is it, do you, is your list go further down?
3: I, you know, I can, I think you can make a case for Diggs if Allen doesn't regress too much. Uh, I think you can make a case for Hopkins because in part uh you know uh kyler murray is probably going to be the the lead rusher for the cardinals um much to his detriment but they're going to throw the ball a lot and i think uh uh hopkins is going to benefit so it it uh it does bode well for him if if he can get in the end zone if if hopkins can up his touchdowns uh a little bit you know he could be I don't think, you know, some of the other guys, Jefferson, Robinson, who else we got on this list? Um, you know, that, that's probably that I, I would probably stop it at, at Hopkins. So I would probably say five guys have a legitimate shot to be the wide receiver one.
1: Yeah. And so for those of you who are listening, we all three have digs at four and all three have DeAndre Hopkins at five. For me, I, I, don't see Hopkins rising up to be a wide receiver one, not because I don't think he has the talent, but because I think they have so many um, receivers in the mix and Murray runs. And I just don't think that's exactly how that offense is set up. Diggs, I wouldn't put it out of the, the realm of possibility for Diggs, especially since we don't know exactly what's going to transpire with Cole Beasley, especially since we know he's been very vocal about, uh, his frustrations about the vaccine requirements and and all of that going on, is that going to be a distraction? Is he going to end up missing time? What is that going to do to their team? Um, they do have, you know, Emmanuel Sanders and Gabriel Davis, too. If they trade for Zach Ertz, has has been off to rumor, that would add to that. Um, and I was one of the guys on here that thought Josh Allen would take a little bit of a step back. because I think their defense will be better. But Diggs is such a PPR monster that I could see him getting enough receptions to push up there.
2: All right, so as you mentioned, we have Diggs coming in at four and then Hopkins at five. The, uh, Diggs with a – literally, actually, their, their consensus ranks are four and five because we have all three uh, – all three of us have Diggs at four and all three have Hopkins at five. So that puts Justin Jefferson coming in here at six with a consensus rank of 733 Dennis and myself have him at seven. Matt, you have him at eight. So, Dennis, you're still believing in Justin Jefferson's rookie season? No real fear about him taking back, uh, stepping back in any kind of sophomore slump.
3: I I think from a performance wise, no. I think he's he's a good wide, a really good wide receiver. Um, As we sort of watch how some of the things are playing out up in Minnesota, his biggest challenge may. End up not being Mike Zimmer's desire to run the ball, and more so Kirk Cousins' inability to get on the field for various reasons. Uh, you know, I, I'm not—I uh, wasn't big on uh, Kellen Mond, and I forget who their other backup quarterback was. Uh, you know, they've signed like 18 guys now off the street that you know probably have our athletic ability and uh, 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 playbook Brownie. skills.
2: Jake Browning. Uh, Jake Browning.
3: Done. Okay. Yeah, out Last of Washington. The think. one that, Washington yeah, yeah. The one, one who's, who's
2: still technically, uh, cause I believe he got vaccinated. I believe is yeah. the
3: he's, he's, he's the QB one QB1 there right now because he, yeah. he didn't uh, get caught. All right. So I, I think to me, you know, Jefferson has the skill and the ability. Um, I don't expect there, him to turn in uh, maybe 1400 yard season again but I think he's comfortably in line to continue what he started last year.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to be good. I don't have him one lower than you as any slight. I just, um, I have a couple of guys slotted over him. I think he's the wide receiver one in Minnesota. I think Minnesota may be a little less high volume passing this year if they can get that defense under control.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you on that, Matt. Um, My biggest... I, I guess reasoning on why I kept Jefferson up here is why, even though I do think they could take a step back, I also think Thielen might take a little bit of a step back and how productive he was, at least in the touchdowns. And if some of that goes to Jefferson, uh, I think he'll still keep right on the same production. Uh, my biggest fear with them is obviously all of the love that Irv Smith has been getting this offseason and them talking about how how much he may be integrated into the offense. I think if he is, one thing I agree with on Matt is I don't know if, if Minnesota has that same kind of passing production, so that's going to bring Jefferson and Thielen back just a little bit, adding in a guy like Irv Smith. So at 7, we've got uh, with a consensus of 7.67 is Allen Robinson. I have him the highest at 6, Matt at 7, and Dennis, you've got him at 10. Is this the Andy Dalton effect until Fields shows up? Uh, What are are your thoughts here on A-Rob for the season?
3: Well, I I think Robinson has shown that he's pretty much quarterback proof. Um, He's the alpha there. He's going to be the target leader, reception leader. There is a little bit of concern about the uncertainty at quarterback. And I know we all love Fields and we want Fields to step up and take take over that team, but – he's still going to have to develop the chemistry that that offense could look a little bit different with fields at the helm because of the skills and abilities he has, whether it is to uh, run the ball, whether it's uh, uh, employing more receivers rather than just using the uh, alpha only kind of receiver mindset. Uh, And then, you know, with Nagy on the hot seat, uh, and I do believe Nagy is on the hot seat this year, if this team doesn't perform and they end up with an interim coach six, eight, ten weeks into the season, I think that could definitely have some effect, having to potentially do a scheme change and things like that on the fly. Uh, I've seen it be successful before, but uh, I want Robinson to – I think he has earned uh, with his uh, – You know, he's paid his dues with shitty quarterbacks more so than just about any, court, any wide receiver in the league. So I hope they make that transition to fields quick. And if it saves Nagy's job, whatever, I just think that Allen Robinson deserves to have a really good, competent quarterback.
1: Yeah. I mean, you think about Chad Henney, Blake Bortles, Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky, these are the quarterbacks that Allen Robinson has had, whether it's Dalton Northfields this year, probably be the best quarterback he's played with. I We've seen him thrive no matter who's back there. Chicago, if anything, uh, decreased the wide receiver competition when they shipped Anthony Miller out. I mean, their next best guy is Mooney. They have a couple of tight ends. I think Allen Robinson's going to eat.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's why I put him up here at, uh, at six. I, I see Dennis's argument there too. Uh, but I just I, don't, I know Moody is kind of the guy who everybody's jumping on as a breakout this year, and I don't know exactly where we have him, but I feel like all of us were fairly low on him. I think just speaks even more to... A Rob's going to get the ball and he's going to get the ball a lot. Whether it's Dalton or Fields, and I agree with what Matt said. I mean, both those guys are going to be the best quarterbacks he's ever played with. I expect to, expect them to put up a lot of, because I think Chicago has a chance to compete in that division this year too. If if Nagy wants to continue to save his job, not only going to Justin Fields, I think would be the smart move, but they've got to win and make the playoffs as well uh, for that to continue. So next up here, I just clicked the wrong button. We've got DK Metcalf. He's the eighth wide receiver for us, coming in at 8.33. Dennis and myself have him at 8. Matt, you have him there at 9. Again, still top 10, but is it a little bit of fear? Maybe Russell Wilson not going to pass the ball as much in the Seattle offense?
1: No, I mean – I think he's going to be good. Mine gets skewed a little bit and dropped uh, below you guys because of who I went higher on um, at, with my six, which is our next player coming up uh, Keenan Allen that kind of knocked everybody else down. Otherwise, you know, I think he's going to be solid. You know, he and Tyler Lockett are going to continue to be the past, past receivers for Seattle. Uh, I think he's, pretty well a lock to be in the top 10. wouldn't be surprised if he goes a little bit higher. He's another one I'd be more surprised if he dropped out at 12.
3: You know, my question is, is that if Russ, or my statement, I guess, is if Russ is cooking, DK is going to eat. Yeah. But will they let Russ cook all season? You know, they, they came out of the gate last year for the first half of the season and we're just tearing it up in the passing game. And then Pete Carroll just decided, uh, that's not who I am. And he started to throttle it down. Will he, will he keep doing that? If he keeps put, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's like they put these restrictor plates on race cars so they can only go so fast. And Pete Carroll seems to want to do that to probably the best size speed combination receiver in the NFL. And it's a little bit crazy that, that, you know, it's like it, we remember at Ohio State with Woody Hayes, and they'd be like, "Coach, you ran the same play for thirty-eight thirty-eight plays in a row." And he would say, "They didn't stop it, you know." And, and it seems like Pete Carroll is outsmarting himself, wanting to run the ball with uh, his beloved Chris Carson. So, you know, I I want to put I want DK to be higher. I really do. I, I want to be able to move him up. I I think in an offense that would feature him as a truly featured receiver, a la Tyreek Hill or Devonte Adams or something. He could put up a Calvin Johnson type 2000 yard season, I think. But I, I think that for whatever reason, they're not going to do that in Seattle.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. And that, some t- that made me kind of question where I had him. I, I, I don't think there's a, I guess there's a way that he finishes outside of top 12, but I, I would be very surprised by that. But I, I would be, Surprised if he finished at eleven or twelve. All these guys I have right here are really close together. It's just because of what DK Metcalf can do, his explosiveness, him being that deep field threat. And I think with Russell Wilson and how successful he is as well, throwing that deep ball. I just I, I moved him up here, but I would not be surprised if he doesn't finish at eight and finishes a little bit lower. And that said, I wouldn't be surprised if he finished a little bit higher. I looked at some other play, people's rankings uh, this morning after I went in and was looking at our consensus, and there's a lot of people who have him top five. So I would not be surprised if he finishes up there as well. I, I just, for me, what Dennis was saying with Carson and them running the ball, I kind of baked that in a little bit more to to drop him down here to eight. Our wide receiver nine is Keenan Allen. Matt just mentioned he is the highest on him. He has him at six. I have him at 11. Dennis has him at nine. He comes in at 8.67 in the consensus. So, Matt, I'm assuming you have no fear whatsoever about Justin Herbert taking a big step back this year.
1: I don't think Justin Herbert takes a big step back. You know, he may step back uh, a little bit. Um, I have since the last time we talked, given all the things that happened with quarterbacks, I adjusted mine a little bit and dropped Herbert down to QB seven for me, but I still think he's going to be great. And it's a matter of looking the chargers lost Hunter Henry. They have Jared cook, who's probably a fine guy if you need a big target to stand in the end zone, but I don't think he's, you know, moving the ball up and down the field. We don't know how much they're going to use parham Mike Williams is not incredibly efficient with his targets, uh, but he'll get some. It's a work in progress behind those two. So you have Austin Eckler, who I think is going to do well, really well, and Keenan Allen. Allen played in fourteen games last year, was only able to start thirteen. Saw one hundred and forty-seven targets, caught a hundred passes. His yardage was a little lower than normal, only nine ninety-two, nine point nine average. One of those games was with Tyrod Taylor. I think full season. With Justin Herbert, you're going to see him put up some some pretty gigantic numbers. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up around 160, maybe 170 targets. I think he's going to have a great season.
3: Yeah, I, I love Keenan Allen, and at what he does, there's probably only one player in the NFL better at it, and that's New Copkins. I mean, that, in that ability to work that intermediate route and that short space and, and almost virtually drops nothing. It, I mean he catches everything. He just gets open he catches but but he I, I don't him and, him and Hopkins both neither are great um, after the catch guys uh, that they're not gonna run away from people. but I, I want I, I think with the change in the coach, um, learning a new system, I, I, there is a little bit of hesitation for me to put him up higher than where I have him, I like Allen a lot. I think he he's, you know, if you're drafting and, and you're looking to set a team that has a really solid floor before you start taking shots, before you start gambling, Keen Allen is one of those guys you want to get. and Because and, you know he's going to go out there and he's going to get 8 to 12 targets every game and he's likely to turn 70% of them, 75% of them into catches. So uh, I like Allen a lot.
2: Yeah. And I'm with Dennis on, on Allen, the coaching change is the thing that dropped him just a little bit, because I just don't know what that offense is going to look like. And that does worry me a little bit. You keep hearing all the talk about how they want to use Eckler as Kamara. And if they go and lean more toward getting him the ball in the passing game and rushing, maybe that brings Allen back just a little bit, whether it's Mike Williams, Jalen Guyton, I still hope KJ Hill has some kind of factor in this offense. I, I think, they're going to spread the ball around enough that it might hurt Allen a little bit, but I mean, he's probably, I think if not in the ar- if not the player in the argument for the top route runner in the NFL, he's amazing in everything that he does. Uh, so I do think that Allen is in for a big season. Cause I, I don't, I'm with Matt too on the uh, not seeing Herbert take really much of a step back at wide receiver. 10 comes in at 10 in the consensus is AJ Brown. Matt and myself both have him at 12 Dennis you have him at six so you are all in on Julio coming in and Ryan Tannehill continuing to be able to get AJ Brown the ball
3: I mean I I want to say he won't continue to be efficient but he just keeps being efficient so while he's probably not going to get the 160 170 targets that some of these lead receivers are we know that he's going to produce with what he gets and I think he's gonna produce enough with the touchdowns and the yardage that it'll offset some of his his reception so to me he's probably the guy that I I, I believe will be able to do the most with the least and, and so when I looked at it I'm I think Julio is gonna you know for probably eight games this year is gonna go ahead and take some pressure off of uh, Brown. They have an established role. Um, while John, who is gone, I think is going to produce okay at tight end. And you, then you've got Derrick Henry as the battering ram. And I think part of what produces that efficiency is that teams have to legitimately, even on third and 10, if Henry is in there, they can't just back off and, and say, well, they're going to throw it because Henry can get 12, 14, 18 yards on third and 10. So with them having defenses having to play them that way, that just keeps pushing efficiency at A.J. Brown. Uh, I, 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 he was, I, He was my wide receiver one coming out that year, uh, and while I don't think he has, at least in, in this offense, he doesn't have the ceiling that I think a D.K. Metcalf could have if they let Russ cook, um, I do believe that, He's a, a an exceptional wide receiver talent going forward.
1: Yeah, adding Julio Jones doesn't make me afraid um, of the volume that AJ Brown is going to get, but I think for me, you know, there there is a cap. I don't think they're going to become a tremendously high volume passing offense before they got Julio Jones. They didn't have much of anything else opposite AJ Brown. I thought he might take a leap in targets, which would enable him to go higher. I think he's going to end up right around the target share he had last year in which he is incredibly efficient and that's why he was able to finish as a low end wide receiver one. So that's where I put him again. I don't think, you know, I think Julio Jones is going to command some targets. I don't think they signed Josh Reynolds to a free agent deal so that he could not be any part of the offense. So I think he's going to mix in there too. And I just don't see Tannehill being the kind of guy that goes out there and throws for four or 5,000 yards.
2: Yeah. My biggest thing would be that, that he just, Julio Jones comes in and eats away some of those touchdowns, and then that's what keeps A.J. Brown from hitting his ceiling. I think 12 is his floor, but he needs those touchdowns to kind of hit his ceiling, which I I could see even being higher than six. Uh, And And that's what Julio Jones
3: is known for, scoring touchdowns. He's not, exactly.
2: Well, that's what I was about (laughs) to say, right. He's not, so that's why you could very well be right on there, but I just... You know, we've talked a little bit about it. Sure, I believe we did the Tennessee preview, and then obviously, as well, uh, when the trade happened and we talked about it, I just feel like the Titans don't trade for him if they're not at least planning on using him as a key member of the passing offense. So, just well, I, I think he'll be every,
3: over. I think he's going to be every bit as effective as Corey Davis. A.J. Brown was wide receiver six last season in points per game. So it, he was wide receiver 12 in total points in 14 games. So I don't know. I, I get the point. I mean, Julio's good. I don't think Julio is washed up by any stretch of the imagination. I think he's a veteran receiver and his game is changing. Um, and he's got to stay healthy.
2: So, well, that's for me. I just I think Julio's going to be a little bit better. I'll, I'll look really quick. because I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so that makes a lot more sense actually now. If you look at where Matt and myself have Julio ranked compared to Dennis, it makes a lot more sense. We both have Julio as a wide receiver too. So I, I think we're we're baking in Julio being a little bit better maybe than what you think he is gonna be Dennis, which is probably where our separation comes here, uh era, comes in here on AJ Brown. So wide receiver 11, we have Terry McLaurin coming in at 10.33 in the consensus. I am the highest at nine. Both of you two have him at 11. Uh, for me, it's just McLaurin has been amazing since coming into the NFL, and it's, I think, fair to say he's got his best quarterback. He's been able to produce outside of injuries. He's been very consistent. Yet Ryan Fitzpatrick coming over, who I think – is crazy to say is the mo- more consistent quarterback or the most consistent quarterback he's had over the past couple of years. Uh, and I think he is still the alpha in this receiving game. And next, I still don't even think it's a receiver. I think it's going to be Logan Thomas. So I think it's going to be wheels up for Terry McLaurin this year. If he can stay healthy, uh, I think he's going to be in for a little bit of a better season. I'm pretty sure he finished right around 11 or 12 last year. Yeah, so it, it, he's not a massive jump. I have him coming in at, but I do think he's going to be in a little bit better.
3: Yeah, I I love Terry McLaurin. I think he is starting to prove, much like Allen Robinson, to be quarterback proof. Yeah, uh, you, oh, really? you 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 give him chicken shit, and he's making chicken salad for you. And that being said, I also at this stage of his career, are we really expecting Ryan Fitzpatrick to change who he is? He's gonna have some bad games. He's gonna. There's a reason that. You know, they sat him even though he was winning. There's a definite ceiling on his ability. Um, I like Fitzpatrick. I want him to have a good season. I just don't think he can sustain it over 17 games. And to me, I I feel like McLaurin, the the thing that's going to keep McLaurin from being higher in this is that Fitzpatrick is going to have some iffy games and he's going to end getting sat. And uh, Henneke, is Henneke still in Washington? Yep, he's the Tyler Henneke right? is the backup. So he's going to come in, and while he's got some uh, – Or Kyle uh, Allen, let's not forget. You know, Henneke has some rapport with uh, uh, McLaurin from last season. I, I like McLaurin a lot. I, I lo- I'm, I'm just looking forward to the day when he gets really good quarterback play. I, I think with some of the weapons they've added, McLaurin could – Explode and become one of these guys that shoots up to the top four or five here, uh, but I think a lot of it's going to depend on getting consistent quarterback play, and I just don't know if uh, Fitzpatrick can do that for him over seventeen games.
1: So, I mean, I'll a hundred percent agree with Matt. I think it's the best quarterback Terry McLaren's had. I mean, he he played with Dwayne Haskins. I can't remember who split time with Haskins that against rookie season Miss Colt McCoy, I think. You. you know, he's caught passage from Kyle Allen, from Alex Smith, Taylor Heineke. So definitely, but he also may have the best uh other supporting cast he's had any of his years. Curtis Samuel, I think, is a better receiver, guy we've seen finish in the top 24. Um, you know, I liked the diami Brown pick. We'll see how that develops. Logan Thomas uh, has been pretty solid, and I believe they just gave him a contract extension. They've got Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick, who have been a pretty good running back tandem. McLaren was wide receiver 20 last year, so I have him at 11. That's, to me, that's a pretty significant leap up, um, which is a recognition of I think he's a great player, who has a better offense. I wouldn't be shocked if he went a little bit higher, but I thought moving into low and wide receiver one range would be a big step forward for the guy.
2: And it was Case Keenum. I completely forgot it was Case Keenum there. Before. Oh, I should have
1: remembered because we, I think we dumped Case Keenum on uh, Yeah, yes. I forgot that.
2: That was right before he, uh, he ended up. I've tried of- to
1: block out many of the quarterbacks that Denver had. Um You know, since Peyton Manning, it was like Peyton Manning. And then, I don't know, we just got to this year. I don't think anything happened in between.
2: So the next up and the last uh, wide receiver one we have here at 12 is CeeDee Lamb. One of the biggest uh, differences we have in in some of our rankings as well. Uh, Coming in at 13 in the consensus 10 in the ranks for me and Matt, but 19 for Dennis. Uh, you'll understand why would you see the next wide receiver who we'll talk about in a second. Uh, for me, I believe I just CD lamb has already last year looked really good. All the talk and all the videos. And I understand it is just, it is just preseason camp and everything, but he's looked good. The injury to Amari Cooper is what worries me the most. I know they're saying that he's going to be healthy for the start of the season. That does worry me a little bit. he's already dealing with an injury coming in. I just think C lamb is primed to take over as the one
1: on Cooper i uh, I listened to Stefania Bell this morning. He had um, the same a similar injury to Michael Thomas but had surgery in January so he's tracking to be fine. They expect him to begin practicing next week and to uh, appear by the third preseason game so he seems like he's tracking it. it's more preventative for him.
2: So he'll be good to start off the season. I just, I think Lamb's just a better player. I'm just going to say he's the better player. And I think the Cowboys are going to be all in this year. I already talked about them managing Zeke's workload. Uh, Lamb can move all around. I know they moved Cooper all around too, but there's just something about CeeDee Lamb and how good he looked at times last year. I think this is the year that he takes that jump forward
1: yeah, I was on the the same boat um, last year as a rookie despite no preseason and no you know regular offseason. he saw one hundred and eleven targets, caught seventy four for nine thirty five five touchdowns. that's pretty good. He was wide receiver twenty two, uh, which was pretty good. But it's even better if you look at some of his splits. His only two games where he went over 100 yards receiving, where in the five starts that Dak Prescott made, he never had fewer than five receptions in a game those first five weeks when Dak Prescott was starting. I think he had a good connection with Dak. And like all the other pieces in this offense, you see him lift up with Dak. I think he's poised to take a leap and to establish what we thought he would be when he was drafted, which is the Cowboys' best receiver.
3: So what I hear you guys saying is that all of the pieces of the Dallas offense are going to be lifted up with the return of Dak, except Amari Cooper. I can't believe you guys sometimes. No. So Cooper's, Cooper's the wide receiver one there. He's, you know, my comment. So what Mark Twain said, rumors of my death are greatly exaggerated. I think it was Mark Twain. Amari Cooper isn't dead. Amari, I, I love CeeDee Lamb. I think he was a great, you know, he was my wide receiver one in that rookie class, but I think Amari Cooper is the more is the overall bigger threat right now. Uh, I, there are there going to be a couple games where Cooper disappears, probably because he does that, but he also has some great games to to offset that. And then when you look at the overall numbers, I think if you're if you're looking for consistency, and our our, our guy Bob Lung his consistency guide I think would show you probably Coop, Cooper is not going to be as consistent as uh, C.D. Lamb. But I think he's going to have a better year. Uh, is Lamb going to be the guy there in a year or two? Yes. Cooper's going to be gone. But I think to write off Cooper and, and put Lamb over him right now, I think is still kind of short-sighted. Uh, and he's
1: he's so far down our ranks that Cooper is number thirteen.
2: Yeah, that's what's I mean. We're not like selling him that short. He literally comes in right behind at uh at thirteen thirteen point six seven. Now he's four spots for me. Uh, I have Cooper uh, Lamb at ten, Cooper at fourteen. Dennis, you have Cooper at twelve. You are the highest as you were just talking about. And then Matt, you have him at fifteen. And it, I mean, maybe I know. Can right we here.
1: stop and reflect for a minute? How shocking it is that you aren't the lowest on Amari Cooper, despite your per- that's, your that's repeated. Good proclamation that's what I'm saying. To love. like
2: I've, you know last year i'm pretty sure i didn't rank him or stefan diggs and i've got now cooper up <laughs> there in the top 14 like i'm telling you the world hey, coming to an end not only amari not i've ranks, looked
1: at my uh fantasy rosters i would like you to personally take offense at where i have you ranked and please tremendously outplay <laughs> that
2: <laughs> yeah I, was, I mean like that's the thing that's why i think the world may be coming to an end not only do i have him ranked at uh at fourteen, so a top fifteen wide receiver. I actually drafted him in places this year, so it's it's a it's a scary time to be alive. I mean, let's just be honest. But I I I. All right,
3: I enough of your guys' backpedaling. Of I adjust your ranks, disagree. get it right.
2: Disagree. You know, oh, it, it, for, you for know, me, the two
1: sets. For me, I think they both have a huge role in the offense. I think Lamb ends up with significantly more touchdowns.
2: I agree. I I just think he's going to be the one word you said there is what I think is going to be the biggest thing. He's going to be more consistent. Because where I do agree with you, Cooper is the one for the Cowboys. We've seen when he goes up against those number one cornerbacks, at times, not every time, but at times he can struggle. And in those games that he does, I think Lamb is going to be targeted and targeted heavily. And that is going to make up for those games that, yeah, Cooper's going to go off. I think they're going to balance each other out very well. But I just think, Lamb's just better at this point in his career already. I I hate to say it that way, but he's the better wide receiver. And I think that's going to end up playing out on Sundays.
1: And it only took 46 minutes on the air with us for, for Dennis's vacation, buds to be completely (laughs) harsh. All
2: right. So at number 14, we have Chris Godwin coming in at 13.67 as well in the consensus 13 for Matt and Dennis 15 for me. Matt, are you expecting him to kind of go back? We we all thought he was going Mm -hmm. to be the wide receiver one last year for Tampa Bay injuries. uh, Really? Mike Evans having just another great year. It's much to my dismay. I really kind of uh, uh, dropped Godwin down a little bit, but you expect him to bounce back this season?
1: Yeah. I mean, he missed some time last year, uh, which is what kind of dragged him uh, down to wide receiver 31. I like him a lot. Obviously they do too, handing him the franchise tag. I, Every fiber in my being wanted to make him a wide receiver one in my rankings, but then I remembered that every fantasy relevant player since the beginning of time signed with Tampa in the last two years. And it's just too much competition. You know, I think Evans probably is more of a red zone target. Godwin will probably be, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he leads them in receptions and yardage and still is very close to Mike Evans, who, as we saw last year, catches only two passes a game for five yards, but they're both touchdowns.
3: Yeah. I, I, I don't think you, you you can't talk about Godwin without talking about Evans. Um, they're that close in the rankings and they, their style and what they bring to the table is just so different. It's uh, Evans, you know, everybody bangs on him because he doesn't get any yards after the catch. But when you're catching touchdown passes, where are you going to go? Uh, or you're catching 35 yard bombs, 40 yard bombs. And with the defensive back draped all over you, where are you going to go? Um, I think it comes down to the the passing volume for Godwin is going to just by a nose eke out the touchdown production of Evans. Uh, I think Evans may gets another 1,000-yard season, um, but I think that Godwin will probably track for 1,200, 1,300 yards and, and have higher reception. So uh, I, I like Godwin, um, you know, the the only – flying the ointment, I could see is if all of a sudden Tom Brady decides to uh, start pumping the ball to his roommate, uh, Antonio Brown, for no good reason. Uh, Brown needs to stay as the wide receiver three there, play his role, go win another ring, and, and and hopefully we don't hear him causing a ruckus because he only gets 60 targets.
1: Maybe stay away from his personal trainer.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean he's definitely got a he's definitely got a lot of hype this off season, and, and Antonio Brown, uh, and, and I'm with you guys. I mean we'll we'll get to Mike Evans. He's in our top twenty. All of us have him within just a couple ranks of Godwin, so they're really not separated uh, by much here. And I agree with everything you guys have said. I mean I feel like uh, I brought this up on the Debbie debate a couple weeks ago that I just I, I feel like I've always been a Mike Evans hater, um, and some of that is, is he's very consistent and he's a very good he's a top wide receiver. I just don't always think he's going to be a top a wide receiver one, but he gets he seems to always get valued as like a wide receiver, like a top five six wide receiver. And I don't value him that way, so that's what I mean when I say I'm just not in on Mike Evans. Uh, but I mean he is phenomenal. Was it seven straight years of a thousand plus yards or thousand receipt yards receiving? Uh, you, you're not an elite, probably almost borderline Hall of Fame player if you're not doing that. So I, I do think Mike Evans is a really good wide receiver at fifteen. Robert Woods comes in again with 13.67. Three players tied at 13.67 in our consensus. I have at 13 Dennis and Matt both had him at 14. Uh, We did not disrespect Robert Woods this year. Last year, I believe we all had him in our 20s. uh, Finished as wide receiver, I believe, 12. So he was was 14. 14. Okay. So right here at this spot. Uh, And I think bringing over Matt Stafford, he's just, he's going to ball out. Robert Woods continues to produce. He's going to get work in the running game. Uh, He does that every single year, going to get a bunch of targets. So I'm all in on Woods. Dennis, what are your thoughts on Robert Woods and getting uh, Matt Stafford now as his quarterback?
3: Well, I think having Stafford, who's not afraid to force the ball into to a tight window, is going to bode well for Woods and Cup for that matter. Um, but uh, Woods is probably the bigger downfield threat between Cup and Woods. And so I think he'll. The, the reason I have Woods over Cup is I think they're going to, on equal volume, uh, I think their touchdowns will be pretty similar, but Woods is going to get it on yardage and, and uh, while Cup may get more touchdowns, I think Woods makes up for the touchdowns with receiving yardage and his uh, few runs he gets with the ball. So I, I like Woods. I, I, again, you know, you can't talk about Godwin without talking about Evans. You can't talk about Woods without talking about Cup. Uh, it's hard to talk about some of these guys without talking about their their uh, teammates because they are so closely uh, matched together.
1: Yeah, and I, Woods has been remarkably consistent. He's been in with the Rams for four years. He's got 322 passes, 4,070 yards, and 19 touchdowns. That's just about between 75 and 80 passes a year, averaging over 1,000 yards a year, and right around five touchdowns. I think he'll be that or better again this year. I think he and Cup are both going to be good. I have them tight, pretty tightly packed as well. They're the duo where I feel like, we have undersold the most and one of them is going to end up being a wide receiver one with Stafford, especially with Cam Akers gone. But it's the fact that you're not sure which one it's going to be is why we both have them kind of mid to upper tier wide receiver two.
2: Yeah. And I mean, we will get to, uh, we will get to cup as well. He's in our top 20. I do think he's going to have a, a good year. I, I am a little bit hesitant about where I have him ranked, but I, I do think he finishes at least as a wide receiver two. Uh, Wide receiver 16 is Mike Evans, who we were just talking about a minute ago. Consensus of 16. I have him at 17. Uh, Dennis, 15. Matt at 16. Again, we we all expect him to have a really good season this year. Uh, All of us on board, uh, him going over 1,000 again?
3: Mm -hmm. Evans? Yeah, Uh, yeah. I think think he cements his Hall of Fame credentials with his eighth straight 1,000-yard season.
1: I actually don't think he hits 1,000 yards. He barely did it last year, and that's because he had eight games of Antonio Brown. Godwin missed a significant chunk. I think if those guys are, you know, Brown a full season, plus you have Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, 25 tight ends, 75 running backs, I don't think he makes it. He probably could have double digit t- touchdowns, but I don't think he makes 1,000 yards.
2: I think he's going to go just over 1,005. He's just barely going to break. Which well, should be there.
1: better than he did last year. I think he wow. was only 1,002 last year. A thousand I'm gonna, and 1,001. Last I'm look. game
2: of week 18, he catches a one yard touchdown pass and or two yard touchdown pass and goes just over. Uh, I, I do think he will just barely go over. I think it, him and Godwin are going to be the focal points. Oh, I was
1: wrong. He was 1,006 yards. Last
2: year. So that's what I called for. Yep. So I'm, I'm gonna stick with it. I think I do think he's gonna go over this year. Uh and, and agree with Dennis. If he does it, I think that will cement his Hall of Fame candidacy. At wide receiver seventeen at eighteen point three three in the consensus, we've got DJ Moore. Eighteen in the ranks for me and Dennis, nineteen there for Matt. Dennis, Teddy Bridgewater is going to now make DJ Moore the top wide receiver in Carolina. Sam Darnold. Oh, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, him too.
1: Unfortunately, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater is not. on my house Teddy now.
2: Bridgewater made DJ Moore the third best wide receiver in Carolina. Sam Darnold is going to make DJ Moore the best wide receiver in Carolina. That's what I meant to say. Thanks for well, listening. I, I think it's
3: semantics. Teddy Bridgewater made DJ Moore the third fantasy wide receiver. I think Moore is the best. He has the most talent of the wide receivers in Carolina. Um, you, you know, at some point where, and when it comes to the Carolina receivers, we're betting on the coach and we're betting on the receiver talent to, uh, lift Sam Donald up and show us what many of us believed he could be. Uh, is Donald probably going to turn into Patrick Mahomes? Probably not. But I, I think there's an opportunity. He could be a, um, uh, you know, low end QB one uh, at, at his peak. It, but we've got his. He hasn't done it as, as much as the, the talent. He he's flashed. He's flashed some running ability. He's flashed some throws, and he's also flashed some really really horrible decision making. Uh, but I think DJ Moore is the most talented receiver uh, in Carolina, and I think Joe Brady knows that, and so. They'll work the ball to to more. Uh, I, I think that Darnold has uh, more ability to go downfield than Bridgewater did, and so I think that's going to help more uh, with some explosive plays. So I, I like DJ Moore. I mean, the the talent the talent has never been the issue with Moore. So, you know, I, I think we're in wait and see because we all believe the talent is there. But now he's tied to Darnold. And if Darnold has a good season this year, he'll be tied to Darnold for the next few years. And, you know, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, it
1: wasn't a huge spread last year between the receivers. Robbie Anderson was 19, uh, Curtis Samuel Samuels in Washington was 24, and D.J. Moore was 25. He had um, about 21 receptions fewer last year than the year prior. I think that goes up. The big question for D.J. Moore, I think if he wants to get up here or even go higher, is he's – Got to be more of a touchdown factor. I don't know how easy that is, especially as we expect Christian McCaffrey to be back there. He's never had more than four touchdowns in a season. He's done that each of the last couple of seasons. I think he gets up a little bit more, maybe in the six or seven range. (coughs) Sorry. And that's why I have him staying as a wide receiver too uh, with some of the others sliding back, even with McCaffrey coming back.
2: Yeah, 100% with you there. I, I know a lot of people are putting him up as the wide receiver one. Uh, I don't expect Robbie Anderson to go away. I still think he's the better deep threat, even though DJ Moore is the better wide receiver. Uh, and I just don't necessarily believe in Sam Darnold. He's one. This is one of those cases I've got to see it to believe. It. I love DJ Moore, love the talent. But Christian McCaffrey coming back is definitely going to get a bunch of love in the red zone. Uh, DJ Moore, I, I do believe his upside is capped. Uh, because of Darnold, because I, I do think Joe Brady is a phenomenal offensive coordinator, as we saw last year and at LSU the season prior. Uh, so I think that uh, DJ Moore is going to be good, but his his upside is capped a little bit here. At wide receiver, 18, we have Cooper Cup coming in at 19 in the consensus. 19 for me, 24 Dennis, and 18 there for you, Matt. So your thoughts on Cooper Cup?
1: Yeah, last year, kind of the difference for Cup uh, between last year and the year prior, his yards. Uh, fell off by about 200, and he had significantly fewer touchdowns. You know, his first year he had five, second year he had six, third year he had ten, last year he had three. I think he ebbs back up around that five or six touchdown range. I think he gets back up over a thousand yards, and that has him at wide receiver too. The question is whether he elevates even further. This is where you, you kind of taking taking your shots. It wouldn't surprise me if he ends up going over where woods was, which is what happened in 2019. I like woods to finish higher, but I think they're going to both be pretty close right there. Upper half of
3: wide receiver too. I mean, neither woods nor cup broke a thousand yards last season. Uh, I think woods did in total yards because of the rushing and cup may have, they were both just 975, somewhere in that range with their yardage. Um, uh, but I do think Cup is the more position-oriented receiver, um, and I do think he'll score more touchdowns than Woods in the receiving game. Uh, but I, I think Woods is going to have substantial. I think Woods is going to get him in the, the catches and the, the yardage. It's it's a, I could see you know you planting a flag on either one of these guys, Woods or Cup, being uh, a high-end RB or a high-end wide receiver too while the other one being a low end or even a high end three. Um, I don't I think I, we're probably all hedging our bets a little bit, putting them this close together uh, because they've got a new quarterback, new coaching system. I think that's probably a prudent move.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I I do agree. We are probably hedging our bets a little bit. Uh, you know, Matt mentioned that too, when we talked about Robert Woods The one thing I will say is, especially now with the Cam Akers injury and Matt Stafford being as good a quarterback as he is, I do think they're going to pass the ball a lot. So I would not be surprised if they both finish right up here. They're the third group, actually. Um, No, there's four uh, wide receiver duos that we have in our top 24. And so uh, I I don't doubt that they did it a couple years ago. I know it wasn't last year, right? Cup finished outside wide receiver two territory last year. Yeah, I, I think just
1: outside. Let me look. Hold my, he was before, 26 last year. I'm almost so,
2: positive the year before they both did it.
1: Or is that the year that Cup got hurt? No, 2019 they did. A Cup was actually a wide receiver one. I can tell you exactly what. Um, Cooper Cup was wide receiver four in 2019. Woods has been wide receiver 14 the last two years. <laughs> he might he might just be kind of locked into that spot. It's been... Um, Cup that's, that's been, been a around. little bit more uh, volatility and that's due to touchdowns. Last year he had uh, by far his lowest touchdown output of his career and he dropped below a thousand yards. I think both those things change. He should, you know, that's kind of our point. He probably should be up there in, at least in wide receiver two range. Woods probably going to be wide receiver 14 again, just to keep his streak going.
2: Hey, I gotta love the consistency. Uh, Tyler Lockett comes in at wide receiver 19 with a consensus rank of 20.33. He's 22 for me and Dennis and 17 for Matt. Matt, your thoughts on Tyler Lockett with uh, Seattle and in this offense?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think still Seattle's offense is, uh, if when it comes to the passing game, is Metcalf and Lockett. We've seen Lockett really take off uh, the last few years. Uh, Both in 19 and 20, he had over 100 targets. Uh, Last year, he had 132 targets, caught 100 passes, for 1,054 yards and 10 touchdowns the last three seasons. He's had 28 touchdowns, so they're looking for him around the goal line. The last three seasons, he's been over 3,000 yards, so he's good for about 1,000 yards and 8 to 10 touchdowns a season. I think that's right in line with wide receiver two range. He could go up a little higher. Last year, both he and Metcalf were top 10. I I tend to think because Seattle won't be as – uh, aggressive of a pass offense, and we'll be able to run more. That Lockett comes back a little bit more than Metcalf, but I think he's a solid wide receiver, too.
3: Yeah, I, I I like Lockett, and he's probably one of the most disrespected players. I mean, he's he can do pretty much anything needed. He's a good deep threat, he's a great possession guy, he's good in the red zone, and he's like what 5'10 and 185 pounds. So, uh I, I think that I have him back as far as I do, based solely on my expectation that Pete Carroll's going to dial down the passing offense. Uh, I like Lockett. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if Lockett finishes wide receiver 12. Also wouldn't surprise me if he finishes wide receiver 36. I think we're starting to head into the sunset uh, for Tyler Lockett, but uh, I expect him to have a good year this year.
2: Yeah, that was kind of my concern with him as well is I think DK is the alpha and I think he's going to be the guy every single week. So how does that affect Walt Lockett? Does he stay consistent, especially if they go to a more run-heavy offense? So, still have him as a as a low-end wide receiver too. I know he outproduced that last year. I'm pretty sure he's outproduced that the past couple of years. Uh, but I think, as Dennis mentioned, off on off to the sunset. I think we're going to start seeing him slowly, kind of the next couple of years, not fade out, but kind of just move back a little bit more and more as DK continues to take a step forward. And and I, I'm going to be honest. I think Dwayne Eskridge might actually get a little bit of run this year. I. I I don't know why, but I've really started to to, to like him and and the, where I think he could fit in, possibly in the slot or even on the outside in this offense. I, I'm. Really but I mean, sure David I Moore got higher.
1: some. David Moore got yeah run last year too. There is value to be had for a Seattle wide receiver three without it necessarily eating uh, those two guys. They don't. They haven't really established a tight end, and I'm not sure I'm a Gerald Everett believer
2: yeah i, I don't we'll, we'll find out we do our tight end ranks but i, I don't think any of us spoiler alert happen. i'm Super not a Leverett okay. Leverett. <laughs> uh so next up at 20 this is another one that's uh, a a big difference in the rankings for us and i think a lot of that goes to clearly me and dennis are showing who we believe is going to be the wide receiver one in pittsburgh and matt is uh believing in in his guy so Deontay Johnson comes in at 20 with a 20.67 rank in the consensus Dennis and myself both have Deontay at 16 while Matt has him down at 30 but does have is it Juju I assume it's Juju that you have as your top wide receiver for the Yes,
1: much like my 22. my new uh, good fantasy friends, Austin and Colin, um, I have Juju Smith-Schuster as the highest of the Pittsburgh receivers. But I will be honest, I believe Pittsburgh, A, actually has a running back this season.
2: Very true. I just got him in a 14-teamer. Yeah, yeah. I'm very happy about that.
1: They don't have the greatest offensive line, but I still think, you know, we when we did our running back rankings, we all had Najee Harris, you know, right around uh, running back one or just under. I think that has an impact because he's going to be both a rusher and a receiver. I also am not as bullish on Pittsburgh in general this year. Um, I don't think that, you know, all pass all the time worked out for them. They changed offensive coordinators. I think Mike Tomlin would prefer to go back to a different brand of Steelers football. So I still have the three Pittsburgh receivers pretty tight packed. I still have Juju as my top one, because I think he's the most efficient and you know, something Austin said uh, is something that I found true is that it seems like when they're in a clutch situation, Ben goes to Juju Smith Schuster, because that's the one he believes in the most has the most chemistry with Deontay Johnson. I have, In a pretty tight pack with Claypool. Um, They were a pretty tight pack last year. Juju was 16, Johnson was 21, Claypool was 23. I think they come back just slightly. So I have Juju Smith Schuster as a very low end wide receiver two and the other two as top end uh, wide receiver threes.
3: Yeah, I, I just think that, you know, much like Pittsburgh or much like Atlanta passes the torch. You know, went from Heinz Ward to, I forget who, you know, Antonio Brown, Wallace, San Wallace, Antonio Antonio Holmes, Holmes, all, all these Pittsburgh receivers come in. Um, and Pittsburgh is really good at taking young, smaller receivers and making them the focal point of the offense. But also when that receiver decides, they are ready to, Get a big payday if Pittsburgh doesn't feel like they have the ability, they let them go. And Pittsburgh told Juju this year, We don't think you have the ability to ascend any higher. We think that you're going to be replaced by Deontay Johnson. And so they let him walk. Uh, The downside of it was for Juju is everybody else kind of looked at him and said, Yeah, we kind of agree with Pittsburgh. And so we're not going to give you the big money either. Uh, some of it was due to the cap restrictions because of the, the uh, shrinkage uh, and COVID. But other parts of it were just the teams I don't think believe Juju is, is going to keep ascending. So it, it is going to be Deontay Johnson as the lead receiver there. And whether Ben trusts him or not, I mean, how many clutch plays do they really have in a season? Do they have enough that's going to sustain Juju being a wide receiver one? No. So maybe he'll go to Juju when he needs five yards, but that's still only going to be five yards. Juju isn't going to likely take it to the house. Juju's already mad because Pittsburgh believes he's a slot receiver and that's where he's best, and he wants to play outside, which is where Johnson and Claypool and Washington play. Juju wants to play out there because those are the guys that get the big money, and every time they put him out there, he underperforms, And Pittsburgh keeps saying, we're going to put you where you're going to be most successful, and he starts sucking on his thumb and decides he doesn't want to play there, and he throws a hissy fit. And while he goes out and plays, he ends up not producing because his head isn't where it needs to be. So uh, Deontay Johnson is the the receiver you want to own. Drops can be overrated at times. Sometimes they look a lot worse than they are, and sometimes they – Go away, and sometimes they don't. I I think that you know Johnson will probably have drop issues his entire career, but how many is he? You know, it, some of them I think. Uh, you know what really sets out to me for Johnson? All right, he had one drop where I literally needed one reception to win and advance in the playoff, and he dropped. So to me, it's really easy to go. He's got a drop issue and he sucks. But I don't believe that. I think that. He drops passes like all wide receivers drop passes. Uh, Deontay's the guy you want.
2: Yeah. So Dennis had uh, some of the points that I was going to illustrate in there as well with Deontay, and I know this is, as you know, Austin is going to vehemently disagree with with me and Dennis on this and, and be on Matt's side. Um, and and I guy. will, I will, <laughs> I will, I'll, I'll agree with what he said on his pod that him being a Steelers fan, he pays a lot closer attention than other people who maybe talk about this, and he's right. I don't watch the Steelers unless they're playing the Browns. Uh, But I will agree with what Dennis just said. And if he's going to Juju in key situations, the three of us don't think that Pittsburgh is going to be that good this year. So how many key situations are they really going to have that's going to make Juju successful? Top of that, Matt, you mentioned on how bad their offensive line is going to be this year. And I agree with that, which I then think means he's going to get the ball out quick. Well, who did he target most of the time last year when he was trying to get that ball out quick? It was Deontay Johnson. That's why he got the volume. That is what propelled him up. Now, I believe Juju did Juju outscore Deontay last year. I believe he Mm
1: -hmm. did.
2: Juju Smith-Schuster
1: was wide receiver sixteen, caught ninety-seven passes, had nine touchdowns, was the leader in both of those categories, despite seeing fewer targets than Deontay Johnson. I'm the last.
2: Johnson is going to get more touchdowns this year, which is going to help buoy him up, and I do think he's going to get a lot, uh, even heavier targeted than he was last year because I do think that they're going to try and get the ball out quick and get to him. I actually think Claypool is the one who gets hurt the most by this. I realize that I messed that up in my rankings too. Those two are supposed to be switched. I'm supposed to have Juju above Claypool. Excuse me. But well, I, fortunately, I
1: fortunately, you have time to fix it since we haven't gotten there. Yeah. But yeah, no. so w- let me ask you: How many yeah. targets do you think Deontay Johnson saw last year? He caught eighty-eight passes, sub I 1, say thousand yards. It was
2: like a hundred? Was it? Oh, was it close to a hundred and ten? It's one hundred and
1: forty-four. I don't know that he can get targeted that many more times. Right. He was insanely inefficient.
2: I think that that can change as well, though. I, mm-hmm. I don't think he has i I'm not
1: here. sure he don't. if they pass the wide receiver torch that it goes to him, and not to his teammate. To be honest,
2: I I don't. My issue with Claypool is I don't think that the offensive line is going to hold up enough hold up enough at times for them to get the ball to him deep. That's where my fear is with Claypool. That's why I'm I have him ranked the lowest. I do think Juju's going to be good. I just think Deontay brings a little bit more than what Juju brings, and I think he's going to continue. I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 150, 160 targets. I I just think he's going to be targeted more often, and he's going to do more with it. I I think that he's going to – again, I don't think he has a drop issue. I know he struggled with drops last year, but I think some of that was a little bit of the yips, and I think that got in his head because of the couple games that he had where he dropped key passes, and then all of a sudden everybody was talking about it, and any athlete can tell you once it's in your head, you're losing. I, I think that changes this year. I think he comes back. I think he's going to be fine. He becomes more efficient because he doesn't drop the passes as doesn't drop as many passes. And that in return allows him to produce more because I think he's going to be more targeted or more heavily targeted than Juju Smith-Schuster. So that is our top 20 wide receivers. Uh, We will be back on Thursday to possibly go over 21 through 40, I guess is the plan. Uh, Maybe I just, I just decided that I wasn't really sure. Okay. So that, that is uh, what we're going to be doing. So, Dennis, aloha. Thank you for, for joining aloha. us. And enjoy the rest of your vacation in beautiful Hawaii. We will get to see Dennis uh, back with us again next Monday, correct? No, he's Maybe. not back. Hey,
1: Unless not back? he's doing Maybe. it from
3: Hawaii. Yeah, I'm still in Hawaii then, so we'll see. So you're moving he
1: moved, to Hawaii. He moved to yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. I was about to ask, so you're moving He's just breaking it to us slowly.
2: I got you. I wouldn't blame you. Wouldn't blame you one bit. So, if Dennis uh, does not join us, he will continue to be enjoying the beautiful Hawaii weather, and Matt and myself will be back. But we will be here on Thursday to talk about uh, the rest of the wide receivers. Everybody, enjoy your next couple days, and we will talk to you guys again soon.
0: Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your on ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown! I would be honest. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me, Godly. Only tackle him in the courtyard. Who can make a play? I can Who can make a play? I can't. <laughs> <laughs>